As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hey, Amp Nation, this is Zorn from the Amp Station. I'm super excited about today's podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about false prophets. And I brought in, uh, I don't want to say they're my only favorite pastors, but they are three of my favorite pastors. So first, just going around the table here um, from Destiny Life Church, we got Pastor John Ray. Hey, guys. Uh, this is going to be really tough for me because we got another Pastor Ray. I call John Ray Pastor Ray. And we got another Pastor Ray, so I'll probably call you Pastor John, okay? Uh, and our, but our next one is uh, from uh, Claremore Assembly of God. This is uh, uh, just a special man to me because he loved me when I wasn't lovable, and uh, I've always just said if I can't fall, if I can't uh, fall in line with Jesus, this is the guy that I'd want to be like. So, uh, Pastor Dave Muburn. Well, that's scary. I should change my name to Ray. <laughs> That'd really be confusing. <laughs> so, let's don't do that. So, and then uh, uh, another just uh, amazing partner for for Amp, and just uh, he's become a, a good friend of mine through uh, all of this process. And he's from First United Methodist Church, and that is Pastor Ray Crawford. It's great to be with you this morning. All right. Well, hey, thank. One thing I want to do before we even get started is just thank all you guys for your partnership in here. Um, it's amazing what you do for us, and it's really amazing and i think you guys have seen some of it of what god's doing in this building so we just mm -hmm. really appreciate you guys and uh i can't really go without uh mentioning mason who uh, is here running the board for us again he doesn't get to talk this time which is amazing because the last podcast he basically got me fired because he was amazing so i'm probably gonna <laughs> start stepping back and letting him run these things because uh it was by far the best one so no pressure to you guys to outdo that last one <laughs> maybe i'll get to keep my job so so we're going to talk about false prophets, and um, I sent you guys a video, and I don't, I don't really even want to, um, I don't know, I'm just, I don't want to give the the dude credit. I don't want to post it. I don't think. Uh, I kind of see what you guys think about that later on as we get into the podcast. But he was talking about false prophets and false teachers, and um, all you guys know, I kind of feel like I fall in the um, spiritual adolescent area as far as where I'm at with Christ and what I'm trying to do and, and how I'm trying to lead and things. I, I just don't feel super mature. And this guy was talking about a lot of uh, denominations and, and some uh, non-denominational churches and saying that they were heretical and, and that they spoke of heresy and, and, and it was about false prophets and false teachers. And so it just really stirred in my heart and I, I'm confused because I don't know who to follow. So what I started doing was uh, just kind of doing some research and I found some other videos and things and then I thought, well, this would make a really good podcast. So I thought, well, let's get some some pastors in here and talk about this, um, especially ones that I value and kind of see um, see what they have to say. So let's start off just right off the top and explain for a guy like me and, and many that are out there, what is a false prophet or a false teacher? And you can kind of just whoever wants to jump in, so... Well, I'll I'll yield to my. So you say John Ray's here. got his Bible open. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He's ready. <laughs> I'll yield to you. you guys. Go ahead, jump on, take that one. <clears throat> well, false prop. I mean, that's a great question, and uh, I guess that's answered differently by a lot of different people. Most um, most traditions have kind of parameters of belief. Only the most, um, probably the most ultra conservative, uh, you know, traditions might 
you know, when you, when you ask, what do you believe, um, there's uniformity, you know, among like 50 questions of doctrine or something. And, right. and, and you might, we might look at that as almost a, like a straight line. Everybody believes pretty much the same on everything and gets in line. But most traditions have parameters right. on the right and on the left. Some of those parameters are fairly narrow. And sometimes traditions have parameters that are really wide. And then uh, some traditions struggle to figure where their parameters really are. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think in whatever tradition you're in, probably that the, the false prophet or the heresy would be something that falls outside of those parameters. And so, uh, you know, for someone who narrowly defines the faith, uh, a heresy might be something that's within the parameters of another tradition. Right, I get that. Uh, and, you know, we can look at the various denominations and various th theological traditions in the, the American church, even those that are represented right here in Rogers County, Oklahoma, and some are more narrow and some are wider. And uh, sure. so, yeah, I mean, that I guess for me, it kind of starts there. Where, where, do, where do teachings and uh, beliefs fall outside of those broad, broader parameters? Okay. Okay. You got any thoughts on it, Pastor Dave? Well, I think, you know, I, I, seriously, this is a compliment to Ray. You know, Ray has gone back, it's your master's and even beyond that, right? With your education, correctly? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, you know, I, mean, I think of, of the, the time that Ray has put into, you know, not only his personal ministry, but representing the ministry. So, you know, there's a there's a, a real intellectual, you know, basis that where he's at. Right. My, my basis would probably be more about experience and following others and that type of thing. Um, you know, my poor PE degree from Evangel College probably <laughs> at least doesn't rank right up hey, there. It's better you know? than mine. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? But the, So the difference there even between Ray and I is that he has a lot more of a foundation when it comes to education and really researching these things and right. being taught and led. And, and uh, me, uh, really there again, I'll lean on the word of, of experience. So I think some of these fault prophets issues can come out of um, a limited amount of education or information or maybe even good leadership. And you get out there on, the, on, on a little yeah. bit of a limb and you, you live on that limb. And anybody doesn't want to crawl at that limb with you is, is discredited and that type of thing. And I think it's a very dangerous place to, yeah. to be. The yeah. cool thing is, you know, uh, I feel like Ray and I have a great relationship. You know, I don't feel like I have to compete with him, nor does he have to lower himself to me. I don't mean <laughs> that the way I say it. But, you know, it, so when it comes to ministry, you know, quite honestly, the, the average person, I think, out there is not looking for or worried about false prophets. Yeah. They're looking to their local leaders. You know, for you, example, like with Dam. You know, uh, these kids, you know, the ones that are following you, they, they need to make sure that you're on good, solid, you know, ground. And you don't have to be the expert. Right. You, know? you just have to be a great follower of Christ. So the, I know that leads a little bit astray from where we are. But I think good, solid leadership, a good commitment to the Bible, good knowledge of the Bible, a wonderful experience with Christ is going to solve a lot of the false prophet things, regardless of how much you know or much, much you've learned uh, but it is an issue yeah. because, for for example, we live in a situation right now where most of us are streaming our services. A lot of our older people especially are out there, and, and they're getting a lot of blend with things. Well, if you're out there, you, you tend to kind of get gravitated to the, the latest, hottest thing, and, and that's where people can really get off track in a hurry. Yeah. It's very yeah. easy to do that. I love that you said that uh, um, about the, uh, you know, one of the things that's happened here 
organically and just God ordained is uh, the partnerships with the various churches. And so that's one of the things that, that I talk about is like, I'm not ever going to know all the answers. I'm learning more and more, but uh, the great thing is I've got eight different churches and eight different pastors right now that I can go to and help you find that answer. And probably even specific to your denomination. Cause in the podcast last week, Mason and them talked about how many different denominations are represented in the amp station. And I, I had never really thought about that till they said it, but that's cool. But that's also representative in the support for the amp station. So we've got all those places. If you felt like you needed uh, first United Methodist, you know, doctrine and info or, or whatever, we, we've got that, you know, if you need assemblies, we've got that. And so it's just really a cool way that things have worked out. So I appreciate you uh, kind of mentioning that, Hey, we don't know the answer, but we'll, we will help you find it. And that's, that's our real goal here at the amp station. So can I jump in on that? Yeah. <clears throat> just uh, wanted to kind of point out some, some clarity for, for what that looks like in terms of a false teacher or, uh, you know, heresy in in the church. There's, as they both mentioned, we all have, uh, an ideal of doctrine that we adhere to, that we follow and we walk with. And when, when you come in as a new, in a new relationship with Christ and you begin to walk out that relationship, you probably don't know all of those things. Right. So there's a, there's an opportunity there for a while as you're becoming a disciple, as you're growing in your faith and you're walking more in this relationship that you'll come to know those and you'll yeah. learn that that's, that's a part of the process of discipleship. So there's a distinction there to make in that there are what's called material heresy and formal heresy. Material heresy would be you're just a new Christian and you just don't know the difference. You don't know the truth that you've been taught yet. You haven't walked those things out. Then formal heresy would be you know the difference and you're choosing to teach against the doctrine right. of, of a family of faith. And so um, it's a distinction to make because you know, a new Christian, especially somebody who might be connected to this podcast, you know, could be saying, well, am I a heretic? Am, am right. I a false teacher? Well, and that's what started this was yeah. because I'm going, okay, if some of the people that I love and I follow, you guys as well as some other pastors that are out there, you know, have even more exposure nationally, uh, globally, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a heretic. I don't want to be a false teacher. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I need to do some research and figure this out because I don't want to be that. And if those people that I'm following are going to, you know, promote that, I need, I need to back off of that and find someone new. And so that's kind of yeah. what brought this up. So, yeah. And then Dave mentioned, you know, that really it kind of goes back to the leadership of, of the house, you know, what does that look like and what are they doing? And, and that's really what Paul gives us in Acts chapter 20. You know, he said, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy spirit has made you overseers. So like there's a challenge there to, leaders to be aware not only to be aware of ourselves and yeah. if we're getting out of line with scripture and then to guard our people like dave said they're just looking to leadership they don't they're not really going to know or even need to divide between what's doctrine and what's not are we stepping outside the lines of orthodoxy are we getting outside the traditions of our yeah. faith that's the leadership's job to to shepherd to guide to bishop lives into walking in that way of truth. And yeah, so, so good. So good. Well, so we kind of, um, we kind of, you kind of touched on the, the, one of the next questions, which is, um, is it possible to be a wrong teacher? Um, and not necessarily a false prophet. And what brought this question about was a lot of the things I'd seen about Stephen Furtick were 
the the things they were talking about and they would have a picture tied to it and he was 25 years old you know and and pastoring somewhere and and so my thought was is it possible that just being young being uh, inexperienced that you might misspeak and then later grow in that or is it a you know once you say something it's out of the bag now you're a heretic you're a false prophet um you know do you have any thoughts on 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 kind of the i guess the spiritual maturity that you're at whenever you are trying to pastor and grow in that is it possible that you just you know made a mistake or said something that maybe you shouldn't have been speaking on because you didn't know uh the full truth in it oh sure you know i think uh, faith development is a process and and um, i think probably every pastor uh any preacher you know that uh, has a few years on them can look back at early sermons um, early things that were written by your hand, <laughs> right? We were yeah. just talking about and, this, yeah, weren't we? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and read that, and or listen to that, and say, "Wow, you know, did I really say that?" Right. Um, and then you go back later, and you you realize that your your theology and your understanding is formed and matured, and and uh, you know, I, yeah, I think there, I would say there's definitely a difference, and I I think what what John just said is probably at the heart of that. I think it's the intent, it's the intent mm-hmm. of the heart. You know, am I trying to? Am I really trying to lead people into uh, astray, or am I trying to lead people into um, this uh, fringe uh, belief that I hold dear? Um, you know, anytime, anytime someone takes some fringe belief or idea and wants to focus on that, you know, ex- almost exclusively, mm-hmm. um, be careful. Yeah. Because um, you know most most of our faith, you know, there's interesting doctrines in our faith, and there's things that we all, you know, we can't all understand. That's one of the great things that makes makes God God, right? Yeah. Is that we can't understand everything. Um, but right. but most of the time, I think as people of faith, we you know we focus on the we major in the majors, not the minors. <laughs> and um, you know, I think when we hear of um, false teaching, sometimes it's those groups or or individuals that, that really want to focus on some some sidebar issue kind of thing and really make that the the big question or right. the big issue. And when I hear when I hear that happening, you know, it I certainly uh, have a caution flag, you know, in my own thinking. So, yeah. So have any of you guys ever had maybe someone um, you know, kind of like me, but maybe in your church. No, and, we've never had anyone kind of like me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Perfect set. That's, yeah, right. You knocked it out of the park there. I got to admit. Okay. Someone different than me, but working <laughs> under you wanting to be a new pastor and, and you saw some of these things and maybe had to correct ever. And if so, how, how would you go about that? Or Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, that's, that's the part of, I mean, I'm sure that there are other guys we could go talk to that would say, we tried that with John and it just didn't work out, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, Titus 3 says, as for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful. So there is a, there's a responsibility for leaders to go and bring correction and say, hey, let's talk about this. You, know, you said this thing, and I just want to kind of point you back to scripture a little bit. Let's just talk about where you're coming from. And and I remember, um, I had I I preached a sermon, and one of our other elders came to me and said, "Hey, I'd I'd like to talk to you about this passage you used. I felt like you kind of used it out of context." And so we talked it through, and and we both agreed to 
um, you know, kind of seeing it together. And so after we talked that through, it was great. But, um, you know, just that idea of there needs to be some kind of direction and guidance that comes because right. we're all growing in yeah. that. And, yeah. you know, there are, there are things that um, I would call tests of fellowship that are, these are the majors that we're going to adhere to. And then there are things that aren't tests of fellowship. You know, if, if you believe differently on a certain, you know, fringe of doctrine, then you're free to do that because we all interpret and hear scripture as we're led by the Holy Spirit right. independently. So, you know, that's not going to be a test of whether or not we're brothers in Christ. Yeah. I mean, just as they've said, you know, in Claremore, we have such a great community of faith. Yeah. That we really embrace each other. You know, and and yet there are doctrinal differences between us. But there are those standards of truth that the Bible states, and that, and those groups believe in that core. Absolutely, of that right? Yeah, there, yeah. Right? those are the tests of our fellowship. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I uh, uh, when I was in college, we had a, a class uh, called Basic Christianity, and in this one book had one just one chapter, and it, the chapter was labeled "In the Essentials Unity, in the Non-Essentials Liberty, mm-hmm. and in All Things Charity." Yeah. And boy, it was that one chapter really just helped me tremendously because the whole premise of that was in the, the basics of Christianity, the things that we have to agree on, that Jesus was sinless, that he was born of a virgin, that he died on the cross for our sins, rose from the dead, you know, all of those things that, that are heaven or hell issues that we, we have to agree that's where the unity right. comes. But the but in the non-essentials, in other words, the way you know different denominations you know express that that fellowship. You know, for example, us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the assemblies of God, you know, different things like that. <clears throat> Those aren't heaven and hell issues. You don't go to heaven if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, and hell if you're not. Whatever. Right. Those are you know you have liberty. You know mm-hmm. that's where we we get the ability, and even the, just the personalities of the local fellowship. But in all things charity. Yeah. yeah. So when I think of AMP, I think of you know, the, 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 I'm not too worried about somebody getting out on a v- real strong national trend or something really crazy, mainly because of your leadership and that type of thing. Uh, but it's the just the things that we do here locally. If we get those things right, regardless of how right they really are, or because so, some of these things are personality driven as well. Yeah. You know, I had a gentleman in our church and every sermon that I ever preached, if it wasn't King James, we, we had a conversation, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. And those, those kinds of things. But boy, Paul said something very strong. It just, it, it's, it's amazing. He said, follow me even as I follow Christ. And I've always wanted to go, I think we'll skip me and go right on to Jesus. Okay. Because, because I see what I probably don't. So, People could find falsehood in me, even just through my personality. So I think false prophets really ramps it up to a level to where we're really worried that we're going to be completely deceived. Mm-hmm. I think I think everybody has a, a gracious attitude toward anybody who is genuinely trying to follow Christ. Whether you're a pastor, Sunday school teacher, you know, leader uh, of a Bible study, you know, people want want to see the genuineness of Christ and the ability to just just say that Jesus would take these imperfect people and bless them with with His own presence, and and we go from there. And and we, you know, I've I've often said my middle name is I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I wish I'd have done better, you know. But it's amazing at this point in my life as a grandfather, you know, how easy it is to see how much I should have done. Yeah. You were talking about the, the developmental thing. Yeah. Man, we're walking through Christ for the first time. There's a lot of things that we wish we'd have done differently 
sermons we would have preached differently, whatever. But um, yeah, there's a great deal of grace that goes in with all of those things too. Yeah. But maturity does does help. Uh, but I think a lot of people don't fall into that area of falsehood as much as just, man, they just don't. Not fully know yeah, it. Or, sure. Yeah. You know, the experience isn't there. The years of experience. I was telling Pastor Ray uh, the other day, Pastor Ray Crawford, uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, one of my greatest friends coming here and a, and a spiritual father to me and and he was struggling to tell me something and I, I was like man just tell me I I love you so much you can't hurt my feelings and he said well just you know I remember some of your messages are are uh, immature and I lied because it kind of hurt my feelings just a little bit but in the moment like literally in the moment I was like it really that really didn't bother me because I was like man I was brand new to Christ, not mm-hmm. to mention trying to do something that pastors have been trained to do. You know, I said, I, I get it. I think they should have been immature because I didn't know any better, you know, and, and even more so in that same moment, I could understand that the people I was talking to were brand new. I mean, they were, they were people that didn't even know Christ at all. I mean, you remember that first year we had, we had thugs and, and all kinds. I mean, it was awesome. Um, and it's not much different now. We still get lots of new Christians or we get kids that have followed because their parents have made them follow for years and years. And then they find Christ here for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's still, it's kind of brand new. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking kind of, I don't want to say down to them because I couldn't talk down to them. That's where I was at. So, but I think that also built validity. It built uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? You know, they just understood where I was coming from because I wasn't that far removed from where they have been just very recently. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was easy for me to look and go, yeah, I was, I was probably a wrong teacher, but man, my heart was, my heart was to try to just mm-hmm. get you into relationship with Christ. Um, and so I, I really appreciated the conversation more than anything because it kind of just inspired what we were doing, how we're mm-hmm. doing it and who we're trusting for all the answers. Sure. And that's, that's God through all of it. So that's one of our principles that we try to follow in uh, with our young leaders you know it's been said that you you can't lead somebody where you haven't been yourself and right. of course that's exactly really right yeah. however it is possible to go together uh you know i think all of us at some point in life have have led a group to a destination that we've not been to ourselves and we we go together with a sense of humility and and uh, patience with each other and you know dialogue and and eventually we make it uh, now, if you've been there yourself already, it makes it a little easier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can't lead somebody somewhere you haven't been yourself. But you you can go together if you keep the right attitude. Right, right. I love that. No kidding. So one of the things that um, uh, you had said, um, you were talking about Pastor Dave was um, the fear of being led astray, the fear of just it, it being a terrible result from that. And so uh, I, I've. Forgot to put the scripture down here, so I'll let one of you guys show your intelligence here. And so it's it's uh, apparently I don't know what chapter it was in, but John said to Jesus, "Master, we saw someone come, using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he isn't in our group." But Jesus said, "Don't stop him. Anyone who is not against you is for you." So I don't know the backstory of all of it. Um, but some guys were, uh, you know, casting out demons and, 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 but they, they, they weren't a part of the, I guess, Jesus's disciples and Jesus was like, no, they're, 
they're on our side. You know, maybe they're not getting it perfect. Maybe they're not doing the ideal way, but they're still, they're speaking my name and, and, and for God. So, uh, so the question is if, if a person doesn't have full discernment, you know, they don't have that, that full gift of discernment. What are some ways that we can check the validity of a pastor or of a ministry to see that it wouldn't fall in that false, you know, that we should be following it rather than, than maybe not following it. What are some ways that we can do that to test that? Well, I have a, I have a loose comment in that. Um, I think, I think some people uh, will uh, find the opportunity to devalue somebody else's ministry if it doesn't line right, up exactly. Yeah. And, and we live in a culture to where it's not only that, that you have to agree with me, you have to give appreciation to what I feel and de-appreciate what you, you have. Now, that's more a lot of a cultural thing, more than a spiritual thing. Right. But it bleeds over into, into the spiritual, you know. And I think I, I learned something kind of in a strange way. I went to Troy State, took a, a class trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life as introduction to, crimin, uh, to uh, criminology, you know. <laughs> and in this class, we had an FBI agent come in one day, and he said, this was back before you had a lot of the technology we have today. But he said, we teach our agents, you know, how to identify counterfeit money said we don't show them this is this this that and the other and all these variations we show them a dollar bill and anything that's not that dollar bill is automatically counterfeit oh yeah and i think we live in a culture where there's so many things i mean you can google it you can youtube it oh my goodness you spend too much time on that you'll never get to where you have a foundational faith you know so i think you have to to deal with the basis of what Christ said. So these guys, you know, said, well, they're not with us. So there's surely they're not doing the right <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think, I think it's dangerous. So as, um, as a pastor, as a leader, as a Christian, uh, I think that my job, my number one job for the sake of my, my family, for the sake of myself, for the sake of my congregation is to really get down to the basics of what the Lord Jesus Christ has taught us not just the the tenets of our of our denomination, uh, but you know what do do we believe? What did Jesus teach? What did he walk out? And I don't think I'm gonna get a whole lot of problems if I go there, right? Because it's real easy. I'm telling you, it's easy to get out there and see just about every voice and every clamoring idea uh, presented in such a way that you go, "That's got to be right." Why don't yeah. I believe that? Yeah. I love it. I, love I don't know it. if I muddied the water no, there or good. whatever, but that was good. I, and I think that's the thing. I mean, kind of um, the, this video that started this conversation, that's what he was doing was pointing out, yeah. you know, all these things that he felt was, and that's my thing is I'm like, what made him the expert against all these? And it was a lot of them. It wasn't just a handful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, that's what started the whole thing. And I love the part about let's don't try to figure out what's fake. Let's look at what's real. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's what this podcast is about is, is the truth and, and the truth is right in that Bible. And you said it, yeah. it's let's look to Jesus and his teachings. And that's where those are at is in this Bible. Did well, you find out what verse it was? It's uh Luke chapter nine. I knew you'd bail me out. 49. 50. <laughs> I can't believe I did. that's how prepared I get. So <laughs> yeah, I, I would say though, I just agree with Dave there, you know, I mean, talk to a, um, unbeliever, non-Christian, um, who says, well, I don't want to be a part of the church. It's just full of hypocrites, you know, and, yeah. and you know, I don't want to go there. It's just all a bunch of hypocrites. And so, uh, the problem with that is, I knew a guy like that. By no, the way. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's ever, nobody's ever said that, you know, even as pastors that we're, you know, perfect, you know, there's, right. we're all sinners saved by grace, trying to live the way that Jesus taught us to. 
honestly, what we're talking about today, the false teaching and heresy and, and whether or not we align with orthodox teaching from scripture, that's the easy part. The, the what to believe is the easy part. Right. It's the believing it and living it out that's the hard yeah, part. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, don't just, uh, you know, like Dave said, look to the authentic, that's Jesus, and try to do that and, uh, and, and try to live that accordingly. And, you know, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4 that you know, we shouldn't have divisions. Instead, he says we should preserve the unity of this that we have in the Spirit. So he's not saying create unity. He's saying preserve the unity that you already have. It's already yeah. there. Because Jesus is in all of us, we all have unity. Those are the tests of fellowship. Right. So if we can hold on to that and preserve those things that are good, then the other stuff will take care of itself. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think uh, that's good. I, I think, too, you know, it's important to remember that many of the um, many of the things we call heresies and false teachings and so on today um, actually just, you know, warmed over from centuries ago. Yeah. Uh, th- this, uh, this, these issues, the thing we're talking about today, false teaching, um, mm-hmm. truth, looking for and recognizing truth, those, those issues have been with the church from the very beginning. In fact, if you look at the New Testament and the letters of Paul, for example— uh, every one of the, uh, the, I mean, the only letter in the Pauline corpus that, that that is a general epistle, in other words, meant to be read by lots of churches, is Ephesians. All those other letters were written to specific people and specific situations right. that were struggling, some of them with false teachings. And uh, and same way with the letters of John, first, second John, third John. And um, so, you know, if, if it's kind of interesting to do some background work anyone can can grab a um you know the commentary of your choice look at the context of those letters yeah. uh the people to whom they were written the um the false teaching or the the problems that those letters were meant to correct and um and, you know and, and then you know make the make the application the interpretation and then the application for today's world though some of those things have been with us with the church for a for a long long time in our uh in our tradition, we have something we call the, uh, it's a theological framework called the Wesley Quadrilateral. John Wesley, the founder mm-hmm. of the faith, didn't, our, our tradition didn't, uh, he didn't come up with it, but it's based on his teachings. Right. And um, we say that, you know, the only way we can know truth about God and, uh, you know, the the, the, the true um, revelation of God yeah. is if God chooses to reveal that to us. And we've said that across history, God's using four principal means uh, reason, tradition, experience, and scripture. Reason, reason tradition, experience, experience, and scripture. And scripture. God wants us to use our brain. Uh, God gave you your brain. Use it. All truth is God's truth. We needn't fear the truth because all truth is God's truth. And so, uh, you know, we're education and learning and study. Those are those are those are good things. So that God can use that in your life. Um, tradition is very important too. You know, we have 2,000 years of church history. We don't have to throw that out the window. We don't have to reinvent the wheel every time yeah. we're trying to figure something out. We can, yeah. we can go uh, back to the uh, to the early church, for example, or we can f- seek out Christians um, today that we respect, right, and, and um, get their opinion and idea and, and guidance. We we lump that kind of generally under the tradition uh, model, and then uh, experience. You know, God still speaks, right? Mm-hmm. right. Uh, the, the, the bush is still burning. God's still speaking. The Holy Spirit will still tap you on the shoulder, speak to your heart. And those are, that's very valid. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, I've 
got lots of people that tell me that they, you know, God told them this or God told them that. What they mean is not in their ear, but, you know, this still yes, small voice right. in the heart. Even that, of course, has to be tested and tried um, because, uh, you know, God may be speaking to you or it may just be your imagination. <laughs> and how do we figure that out? Well, finally, we say the basis of our authority is Scripture, that the Holy Spirit won't have any reason to contradict what is already said. Yeah. And so a uh, study of Scripture provides a good basis and platform and those those four you know dynamics within that model kind of there's an interplay between them yeah that's really good and healthy anyway that that helped me you know that that often helps me when i'm trying to discern truth i like that i think that'd be worth putting in our notes the just putting the basis of that quadrilateral in the notes there um, on the podcast and um, i think too and i don't know i'm maybe overstepping here but to me that experience is also I mean, could that be trusting other people's experience? You kind of said it in the in the previous one, but you know, I'm, I don't have a ton of experience in this life right now. But you do, and you do, and you do. So would that would that qualify to if I don't have the experience to maybe trust someone that that I know and I love and, and has gone through it to to rely sure. on their experience as well? Sure. I mean, yeah, sure. I I think within that framework that I described, that might fall more properly under the you know, tradition okay. that, that we do need each other, Yeah, that we learn from each other. And, um, and, you know, sometimes we face these, we have these questions or we go through these spiritual struggles and we think we're the only person on the face of the planet <laughs> in all of history who's ever had this question or who's ever had this struggle. And, of course, um, you know, I guess that might be true for you if you're really an outlier, but for most of us, that's simply not true. Other people have had those questions and across the, the right. course of time, and we can learn from them. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it takes effort on our part to do some reading, some listening, have some conversations, but that's the way forward. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, let me say something, uh, hopefully for the benefit of, you know, the the, the audience that you're trying to uh, to reach and that is young people who are still navigating through the mm-hmm. early years of Christianity early years of their life you know uh, all four of us are married and you know there was a process that we all went through it was very different I'm sure but at the same time we ended up at the same decision and this was the woman that we felt like God laid in our heart yeah so you know what what we forget sometimes is when I said yes to Debbie you know I said no to every other woman in the world yeah I really really did and it's right. not that I rejected them you know, they're still there. I can still appreciate them as a sister, whatever. But I said no. You know, mm-hmm. I had a commitment to one person, and this was Debbie. So I think in our experience, when you're young, you know, since there's so many voices and so many things that you go through, you're trying to develop a, a foundation in your faith. You're, you're walking through this cultural influence. And, I mean, it's, it's tough. I, I worry about the, the young person of today. Yeah. I know that in principle, um, all three of us, all, all of us have gone through the same things as far as, you know, battling uh, temptation, right. uh, what do I really believe, how can I stay committed, all those other things. But today, my goodness, it is, it is just unbelievable, the onslaught of things out there. So sometimes we look at all these different things that we're facing and we're trying to figure out how to deal with those things. And I think the best thing is to go back and just realize I've said no to all of those things and yes to this. And most of the time I'm, I'm going to hit it pretty, pretty exact if I stay true to what right. I know God has called me to do. So a young person uh, navigating through that, since I have too much gray hair, they probably don't value you know <laughs> me. And I understand that. I, I'm really not looking for extreme respect. 
you know, or, or that type of thing. Cause uh, I'm not, a, I'm not an elder that I'm just an old guy. <laughs> but when, when I was a younger guy, you know, mercy me has that, that, uh, you know, that song, dear younger me, yeah. if he could yeah. look back. Well, I can't get, I can't give them my experience, but as they develop their experiences, it's real important to just stick to the things that are very, very true and everything else will line up with it. I believe it with all my heart. Yeah. I love that. And that's, that's our big emphasis going into the fall is to, um, uh, really rely on on the Bible and and, and start reading chunks of it, not mm-hmm. just uh, scripture here or there. Mm-hmm. Now we we encourage devotions, all that, but um, I really felt development and growth when I started reading chunks of the Bible and reading it for a purpose. One of our guys, uh, Case, says to you know ask what um, God wants out of it for you, ask what you want out of it for you. And when you do things like that, then he really starts speaking to you. So, and that's one of our young guys that's teaching me. So I, I love that kind of stuff. But, well, uh, I think we've gone far enough um, this in this episode. Um, we're going to cut this one off. And then uh, uh, do, would you guys mind sticking around and doing a, a little bit more for a second episode? Would that be okay? Yeah, be too. It's going to yeah, be really okay. awkward if any of you say no right now. <laughs> <laughs> if Ray sticks around, I'll stick around. Okay. Uh, so now all of you guys are actually open for safe uh Social distancing services right now, correct? Yep. Correct. So, okay. So I just want to encourage, I've been to all these churches, every one of them. Um, I love all of them. And what's really cool is, is besides the pastors being unique and, and awesome in their own ways, the churches are too. Um, and they're three of the most loving churches I've ever been to. So I strongly encourage you, um, First United Methodist, when is your live service or your in-person service? 8.39.45 and 11. Eight, so you got all three of them going, and, and is there a, a social media way that they can check it out as well if they they can't come yeah, in person? Our, our website is uh, ClaremoreFUMC.org. Awesome, ClaremoreFUMC.org. Okay, we have a Facebook page, of course, as well. Um, First United Methodist Church, comma Claremore. Okay, and um, uh, you know you, you you'll find links to that on our website. So. Okay, awesome, awesome. And then Pastor Dave. You guys are at 1045 on Sunday yeah. um, and uh, at Claremore Assembly of God. And then you also have, uh, I think you guys have through the website, CAG. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, we we learned real quick. CAGOK.org. Yeah. CAGOK.org. You can go there and find the, find the link. And then also find Facebook, uh, Claremore Assembly. Uh, yes. I think it's just Claremore Assembly. Yeah, it? I think so. Yeah, so... And then, uh, Pastor John Ray, you guys are at nine and eleven in Claremore, yep, and nine and eleven in Owasso, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you have a great social media presence too. Won't you share that real quick? And- yeah, so uh, websites dlc.tv, uh, and then we're on web, Facebook, YouTube. There's a mobile app you can download from your mobile app store. Yeah, love for people to connect. Awesome, awesome. I'd I'd love to uh, get some feedback that you guys have gone to some of these places and. Uh, uh, you know, kind of check them out to, for yourself. And uh, if you do uh, go and check one of these churches out, shoot me an email at jeff.zorn at ymail.com and uh, with your address, and I will send you a podcast T-shirt, one of our Trend or Truth podcast T-shirts. I told you we were going to come up with some new ways, Mason, to give those things away. So, uh, hey, I love having you guys. I, I thank you guys for listening to us, and, and I'm just amazed that you still do. It's just it, it, it's incredible, and we appreciate you. So we'll uh, check you here in another week. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the AMP station in Claremore, Oklahoma. AMP is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, 
consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.